Today on Rooted Daily, we talk about five ways you can renew your fire for God. Welcome to Rooted Daily, the podcast where in 10 minutes or less each day, we root you in the Bible so you can grow with God. I'm Brandon Levy, and today we're talking about what we can do when that fire that we have for God starts to wane. In Jeremiah chapter 20, we can read Jeremiah's cry in verse 7 where he says, You deceived me, Lord, and I was deceived. You overpowered me and prevailed. I am ridiculed all day long. Everyone mocks me. Whenever I speak, I cry out proclaiming violence and destruction. So the word of the Lord has brought me insult and reproach all day long. But if I say I will not mention his word or speak any more in his name, his word is in my heart like a fire, a fire shut up in my bones. I am weary of holding it in. Indeed, I cannot. There are going to be times when God's will turns our will on its head. Everyone will mock us. They'll insult us. And Jeremiah said, despite that, there was a fire shut up in his bones that could not be held in. So how do we maintain that kind of passion? Today, we're going to talk about five ways to reignite the flame of God when it starts to dim in our lives. Number one, to start this, we have to evaluate our priorities. We have to ask ourselves, what does our relationship with God look like? What are we most passionate about? You know, I'm someone who has a hard time multitasking. When I'm doing something, I'm all in, and it's always on my mind. But God calls us to be the ultimate multitaskers. He wants us to be infusing him in everything we do. 1 Corinthians 10.30 tells us that whether we eat or drink or whatever we do, we do it all for the glory of God. Everything we do should have God as a priority. That doesn't mean that we become monks who are cloistered in silent prayer and meditation. It means that we take God with us in everything we do. If we ever expect to experience the fire of Jeremiah, we have to make it a priority. Number two, we need to remember, period. First, we need to remember what God has done for us and the pain and suffering that we have gone through by being surrounded by sin. We will have times of joy and triumph in the world, but we can't let those good times lull us into a sense of security. That's why Jesus warned the rich how difficult it might be for them to get into heaven. They might forget that they are living in a world of suffering. In Deuteronomy chapter 8, the Lord impressed upon Israel to remember their times of trial, saying, remember how the Lord God led you all the way in the wilderness these 40 years to humble and test you in order to know what was in your heart, whether or not you would keep his commands. He humbled you, causing you to hunger and then feeding you with manna, which neither you nor your ancestors had known to teach you that man does not live on bread alone, but on every word that comes from the mouth of God. When we remember our pain, when we remember our suffering, we humble ourselves in front of the Lord so that we can remember his strength. So first, we need to remember our struggles. So second, we can remember the power and the love of our God. Deuteronomy chapter 8 continues in verse 10 to say, When you've eaten and are satisfied, praise the Lord your God for the good land he's given you. Be careful that you do not forget the Lord your God, failing to observe his commands, his laws, and his decrees that I am giving you this day. Otherwise, when you eat and are satisfied, when you build 
find houses and settle down. And when your herds and flocks grow large and your silver and gold increase and all you have is multiplied, then your heart will become proud and you will forget the Lord your God. We have to remember what God has done for us. And then he'll light a fire in our bones for his word. So remember that on our own, we are weak. But with the almighty God, we can be more than conquerors. Number three, we need to rid ourselves of sin. We can't let the guilt of sin rob us of our fire for God. You know, sin can affect our our passion in two ways. First, we might think that our sin is more important than our relationship with Christ. We, We enjoy enough of what we're doing that we're willing to overlook the consequence of what we're doing. That's a grave mistake. If we cling to sin, we remain deserving of wrath. And in order to please our Father, we can't just ignore him because we have something better to do. The second way it can affect our relationship with him is guilt. You know, maybe we know a nasty habit is contrary to the will of God, to his nature. Maybe we want to kick it, but we just haven't found the will to do it yet. And the guilt of that persistent sin drives us away from God and therefore our passion for him. That's another mistake. When we are struggling with sin, we can't pull away from God. That's when we need him most. It is only through the blood of Christ that we can overcome the guilt of sin. So to reignite our passion for God, we need to look for the ramifications of sin and lean on God to overcome them. Number four, we need to feed our fire. This shouldn't be a surprise. All fires need fuel, and we can't expect to keep our fire for Christ burning without immersing ourselves in God's word and in prayer, the Christian's two modes of communication. While he was on earth, Christ was in constant communication with God. He often arose a great while in the, before the day to pray in Mark 1.35. He prayed all night in Luke 6.12. He taught that men should always pray and not give up in Luke 18. We need to be talking to God in all circumstances and without ceasing. And that will make those times of ridicule and pain that Jeremiah was talking about pale in comparison with our passion, the word that's in our heart like a fire. Just as importantly, we need to be active listeners to God. Jesus repeated the law saying, man shall not live on bread alone, but on every word that comes from the mouth of God. That means we die without the word. It's our life force. It's our fuel. We can't have godly passion without the word of God. Think about it. Can you stay passionate about anything that you stop doing, that you stop thinking about, that you stop talking about or dreaming about? Let's say you have a hobby and you like fixing old cars, but then one day you pack up your tools, you sell them on Facebook Marketplace or wherever, you stop thinking about cars, you stop reading about them, you stop doing anything with them. Your passion may stick around for a few months, maybe a few years, but it's going to be a lot harder to maintain that passion when you have no connection to it. We have to keep ourselves immersed in God's word. We have to keep ourselves immersed in constant prayer. Otherwise, that flame will begin to grow smaller and smaller because it has no fuel. In addition to what we do on our own, though, we have to also rely on other people. God made us to be social creatures. He said that it's not good for man to be alone. And it becomes much easier when we seclude ourselves 
to let our priorities waver, to forget what God has done for us, to overlook that sin. You know, we need to be with other people with the same passion. We need to listen to powerful sermons. We need to be rooting ourselves daily with each other, with podcasts like this one and others. God designed his church to make sure that Christians can help each other keep the fire burning. Finally, number five, we need to help others see the love of Jesus. Tell each other about God. That, that's the best tool we have to maintain our own passion. Nothing lights the fire in your bones more than sharing it. Tell others the good news of Christ. And it has two benefits. First, it obeys Christ's command to go into the world and proclaim his message. And so we get closer to him because we're obeying him. We're doing what he has willed. Second, it challenges us to live the lives worthy of telling other people about. When we tell other people about Jesus, we tell them what he has done to transform our lives and that he can do the same for them. And it reminds us that we are called to live a transformed life, a different life, something worth talking about. God's word can light a fire on our bones. And when we allow it to flow into our hearts, we won't be able to hold it in any longer. That'll do it for this episode of Rooted Daily, and I'm looking forward to sitting down and talking with you next time. Hey, thanks for watching this episode of Rooted Daily. We're praying that you're growing with us as we study the Bible and use God's word as our only foundation. If you appreciate this content and want to make sure that others see it, subscribe to the podcast on your favorite app and hit the share button. Most importantly, if you're ready to take the next step, repent, be baptized, and hand over your life to Jesus, shoot me an email to brandon at rooteddaily.com right now.